We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast, coming to you live on a Tuesday. Going to talk a lot of recruiting information today, namely rivals and 247 recruiting rankings, final rankings for the 2024 recruiting class have come out. So we're going to instantly react, well not instantly, we're going to react to where the Notre Dame's placement was on that, what we liked, what we didn't like. We're also going to talk a lot of early enrollee conversation today, some potential surprises, players we're most looking forward to, some superlatives for the 2024 class getting to the University of Notre Dame because, folks, if you didn't know, Notre Dame set a record this year of most early enrollees in a class. They have 15 that are now on campus going through winter workouts, will eventually go into spring ball, and we should expect, I think, some instant impact in that class. So who should we be depending upon? Who are guys that maybe need a little bit more time or work through the superlatives? We'll also hit a little bit of a mailbag at the end. So if you have mailbag questions, you feel free to throw it into the chat. And uh, yeah, so we're going to get kicked off, though, here with some recruiting rankings, some final rankings that finally that came out recently. I know we want to start with rivals and we're worked into 247. Brian, I know we talked a little bit about this on the phone last night as far as a couple of the rankings. And there's some that we really like. There's some that are a little bit out of outlandish. There's some that are a little bit absurd, but regardless, I just did some data collection for the rivals and two, four, seven classes, as far as top 50 and top 100 players that were signed the class for rivals purposes, just so that we have a little bit of context here since 2015, this was the most top 50 recruits that Notre Dame has signed in a class four overall and a total of six top 100 recruits, which is also the most at Notre Dame since 2015. So last 10 recruiting classes. So Notre Dame, as we know, if you listen to this show, had a pretty dang recruit, good recruiting class in 2024. And if you look at the rivals recruiting ranking, for the most part, I think that justifies that ranking that we've been talking about for several months now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Overall, as a class, nobody's as high on on Notre Dame's class as rivals is. I mean, when you just look at the numbers, right? I mean, you talked about the, you know, the top 250 or, you know, players in their final top 250. And then you look at, you know, just where their team ranking is. I believe Notre Dame is ranked higher by rivals than anybody else. Their their per-ranking player is higher than just about anybody else. Uh, you know, the, the, the rankings are always a little bit wonky. Like, I believe they still have Alabama as having signed Julian Sane and Jameer Crimsley, although they're both gone from the class. And so, you know, when I was actually looking at the rankings and I, and I look at where guys are, you know, so Jameer Grimsley, I put to Florida and Julian saying, I put to, uh, to Ohio state. If you look at those rankings, Ryan, there's only two services or there's only two schools, according to rivals that have more top 50 players in this class than Notre Dame, according to rivals, uh, George and Ohio state both have five. Now, Georgia's class is a little bit nuts. They have 19 players in the top 250. And 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 it's not too far off. Like, there's a few guys that I'm like, I don't think that guy's a top 250 player. But it's not like, how the heck do you have that guy in the top 250, right? You know what I mean? Like, Brian, it's like, yeah. eh, maybe he's closer to top 300, but, like, it's a heck of a class. But they only have one more guy in the top 250 than Notre Dame. Ohio State, when you include Julian Sayan, top 50, Sand, yeah. Top 50. yeah. Yep. When you include Julian Sayan for Ohio State, they only have one more guy, and then Notre Dame's tied with Miami with four now to put in context when you know you look at notre dame's rival right usc usc only has five players in the top 250 period and notre dame has four guys in the top in the in the top uh 50 for rivals so the, the first thing that stands out about notre dame's class is just the the high level impact of this class and here's the crazy thing about it they don't even have bryce young in the top 200 so we'll get into like things we like and don't like this doesn't even include bryce young whom almost everybody else is going to have as a top 50 player. And, and so it, 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 you just look at it and you're like, man, this is a, this is a really good class. This is a really talented class and a, a, you know, a class that, as we've talked about all along, Ryan, part of what makes this class so good, I mean, there's the balance and there's the depth and it's all that kind of stuff. But this is arguably the highest impact, potential impact class that Notre Dame has signed in a long time. Thanks to guys that were really good early, like C.J. Carr, yeah. And then guys that kind of emerged as big-time players. Cam Williams kind of did that as a junior, and then Bryce Young doing that as a senior. Kingston really took off as a senior after kind of being two years removed from his injury. So it's very clear that that Rivals is incredibly high on their names class. Ten of their 23 players, Ryan, uh, they have as top 250 players for Rivals. Yep. And you know that, like I said, that that's that's pretty impressive. And they have several four-star guys that, like, they have Logan Saldate's a four-star, Styles Prescott, 
got bumped up to a four-star by them. Kedron Young is a four-star, and Sean Savoyano is a four-star. Bodie Cahoon is a four-star. Micah Gilbert's a four-star. Kennedy Erlacher's a four-star. So those are guys that they have in the top, and then Jack Larson's a four-star. So they have 10 guys in the top 250, and then eight more Notre Dame players are graded as four-stars, even though they're not in the top 250. So you can see, I mean, Rivals is incredibly high on this class for Notre Dame. There's no doubt. Well, if the uh, unmute button would work, sorry, folks, I'm navigating a couple <laughs> different screens. And um, yeah, because I'm literally looking, trying to look at the rankings as I'm talking. But regardless, yeah, I think you can make that obviously easy assumption. We'll, we'll talk about when we get to 247s as well. I mean, from a high end perspective, I think that both are at least typically what they are. Notre Dame glasses are pretty high on what Notre Dame is able to accomplish in the 2024 recruiting class. So let, let's get on though. We're going to talk about what we like, some disagreements we have with the rivals ranking. Uh, we'll kick it to you to start us off here as I, you know, because there's a, there's a lot to digest, obviously a lot to about process. 23 players ranked in a specific class. What's one thing that you would say that is a thing that you very much agree with, or the thing that you're happy to see in these rankings? Well, the thing I there's there, there's a lot of value in Notre Dame's skill from rivals. You know, you have a you have a, a a receiver in the top fifty, a quarterback in the top fifty, a safety in the top one hundred. They have a running back in the top one fifty. They have a, a one of their corners, Leonard Moore's in the top two fifty. So there's and then Micah Gilbert's a four star. Logan Saldate's a four star. Kennedy Erlacher's a four star. So they and can and uh, Kedron Young is just outside the top two fifty. He was 246 in the last ranking, and I was told he's just outside this time. So th there's a lot of Notre Dame skill talent on both sides of the ball. And, I, and I'm and i just talking pure skill, not like big skill, like linebackers and tight ends, who they also have, a, you know, Kingston's a five-star and Bodie's a four-star, Jack Larson's a four-star. And I think they probably have Jack Larson the most accurately ranked. Everybody else has kind yeah. of drop, drop, dropped him to a three-star. They have him as a four-star just outside the top 250. I think that's very fair. I think you can make a case for Jack being inside the top 250 because of how great his hands are, and he's productive, and he's a two-way player. But I also understand some of the physical limitations. He's not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy. I think that's a fair ranking. Uh, but I, I like the skill look, the, the way that they have the skill. And then, of course, Notre Dame also still has some, some, some premium positions that are highly ranked. Middle linebacker, five-star. Offensive tackle, number 37 overall quarterback and receiver filled with four stars you know running back filled with four stars cams in the top 250 or top 50 cj's in the top 50 both their running backs are four star they have two edge rushers ranked in the top 250 and i and i i was talking with this with a buddy yesterday and it's like i like a lot of what rivals did but mm -hmm. having bryce young at 250 or 220 and that's a drop from the december rankings was the one thing you look at and you're like, you guys were so close. You were so close to getting this right, <laughs> you know, but you know, it just, it, it just goes to show the value that they can have five guys in the top hundred, four in the top 50. And you don't even have Bryce young in, in, in the pro appropriately ranked in our view. I think so. I, 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 I was glad to see CJ didn't fall too far in theirs. Cam didn't fall. I mean, everybody pretty, I mean, and the, the guys that fell Ryan, for the most part, it was like, Aeneas fell three spots. Logan fell four spots. Bryce fell four spots. Those aren't necessarily – we don't think he's as good. It's just four guys jumped ahead of him. That, that's really what right. that comes down to. But uh, you know, I just think overall there's a lot of balance of this class. It's not just like in the past, they're able to fill up with like O-linemen, 
linebackers and tight ends, right? Now it's like there's receivers, there's edge players, there's corners, there's safeties. There's a lot of value in this class. So as far as what I like, I, I just you can see that that rivals appropriately values the skill talent that Notre Dame is adding in much more so than other outlets who will have only Bronte Johnson as a as a four star higher in the secondary. Yep. They have three of their secondary players that are four stars or higher, two in the top 250, which I think is much closer in line with. Now, we could argue who should be that third four-star. They have Kennedy Erlacher. You and I may may argue that it maybe should be Carson Hobbs instead. But the, yeah. the number of guys there is is, is about where it, it should be. The only recruiting platform that has Bodie Cahoon rated as a four-star after having 203 total tackles and 27 tackles for loss and nine sacks as a senior. I completely understood the hesitation with Bodie from a recruiting ranking perspective beforehand because it was a projection. You had only seen five games of him as a linebacker, clearly had to learn how to play on the second level more consistently and efficiently. But, I mean, the production combined with 6'2 plus, combined with 215 plus, combined with 4'5 verified speed, and also went to the old uh, U.S. Army game, the new U.S. Army game that mm-hmm. Signing Day Sports runs, and was, by all indications, by a couple of people that aren't even Notre Dame allegiance, that he was the best linebacker there right. by a pretty strong margin. So nice to see him fi- get that four-star on rivals. I will also say that I do love just the linebacker rankings in general. I genuine, I generally agree with it. Now, number 19 overall is is a big, big um, thing to put on someone, right? The number 19 player in the country, five-star but I will say this about Kingston. I remember when Kingston was on the radar after his junior year as far as like things trending with Notre Dame. I remember seeing him after his junior year, and I'm like, you know, top 100 kid, like him. He's a good player, right? And then you saw him as a senior, you're like, okay, top 50 player, really like him. And then I saw him in San Antonio, and I'm like, yeah, he might be a five-star. Like, he might be. He might very well might be in this class. It's possible. So I, I love the rankings of the two linebackers, specifically Kingston Villiamoasa and Bodie Cahoon because I feel like both of them at different points and it's weird to say for a guy that played at St. John Bosco and was the guy he was but there was a time where Kingston was a little bit underrated from a recruiting ranking perspective too man like some people were a little bit lower on him but yeah we'll uh we'll get into a couple of the egregious one you already mentioned <laughs> the Bryce Young one Brian this is where like recruiting rankings lose me this is where rankings in general lose me sometimes I just don't understand because any everyone has the the rights to their opinion. Everybody has the right to watch the film, look at the player, determine how good they are, grade them out, all that type of stuff, right? You have the ability. But how can people who are professionals in this, who are professionals, one view, look at Bryce Young and say, that's the number 24 player in the country and a five-star. And a couple others look at him and say, that's a top 100 kid, sure. And you look at those, those differences, you're like, okay, I can get there, right? Like they see him a little bit differently, but regardless, they still think he's an excellent player. But then a player doesn't even have him in the t- uh, rivals, doesn't even have him as a top 200 player in the 2024 class. I just don't understand why there's such a diversity in opinion on some of these players. Bryce Young, Saul Mountain, San Antonio. I know there are probably some rivals guys out there. I don't know how you watched him all week look the way he looked and say, hey, don't really see it. I don't know why you right. how you watched the season this year and saw the 30 tackles for loss, 14 sacks, and said, eh, don't really see it. I don't know how you see his body type and say, eh, don't really see it. Of course, there's room to grow. There's room to improve. 
technique-wise, continuing to fill out his frame, getting stronger, all those things are there, but I just don't know how we're overthinking a player that, by the way, I saw on Notre Dame's website, I think they had some early measurements on. They have him listed right now at six foot seven, 245 pounds. Like, how are we overthinking that type of physical profile? That one is the obvious place to start as far as like, hey, bro, not really sure how that yeah. makes sense, personally. Not sure. You saw him. Is he six seven? He's probably close, man. Like he's wow. I, I would say he's probably more in the six six-ish range, but like wow. he's tall, man. He's so tall. he's really he's... sprouting. Yeah. Like here's the flaw with the rivals rankings and and, and look rivals has made some changes. I used to crush rivals for their rankings and a lot of the people that were involved are not there anymore. Uh, As you all know, they hired our guy, John Garcia as a, as one of their analysts. So John's part of it. You and I have a great deal of respect for John's knowledge and rivals respects John's knowledge was why they hired him. And there's some other guys that, you know, that, that are, that are, that I thought were just a joke that are no longer part of the rankings process, you know? So that's good. And, and they've been better in recent years. But the the one flaw is there's still too much regional influence in the ranking. So, like, if, 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 if the Florida guy, the Texas guy, and the California guy all think Bryce Young's a top 50 player, but the guy that's in charge of recruiting that region or handling that region says, nope, he's not, then he's not going to be. And that's, to me, a bit of a problem. Because you're, you, you, you have to have more of a – like it's different when like the IB rankings. We also look at these are my rankings. You know what I mean? Like it, it, they may be flawed, but the only person to blame if they're wrong is me, not not right. anybody else. It's just it's me. And and so with that one, it's kind of like you've got to be able to 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 say, hey, I know this is what you think, but we all see something different, and you need to be able to adjust that. So I think I think that's something that could help fix this a little bit. Is yes, have the the influence, but if there's like an a, a one that Hey, look, let's make sure that we get this one right. So this is where we have it. Does anybody want to pound on the table and say that we've missed something? And then you need to allow other people to do that. Because, like, Brian, I don't have Bryce as a five-star. Uh, he he was her. just outside the five-star for me because the way that I grade, there's still a lot of technical things that need to be improved with his game. Yep. But I have him as a top 50 guy. And I, I just don't I see how you can have him. as well. Yeah, yeah, and I just don't see how you can have him much lower than that, Ryan. When you look at the size, the DNA, I mean, you can't ignore that. When you look at the production in a very good area, you know, you can't deny that. I mean, and he played against a lot of the top players in the country. And so uh, it's just one of those things where I just don't know how you can come. You can watch what we saw this year. You look at the production of what we saw this year and and come to the conclusion that he should be anywhere outside the the top 100. Like, I look, even if you want to say, look, he's really raw. So we're not going to have in the top 50. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think that's that completely nuts. I don't agree with it, but I don't think that's completely nuts. But, you know, 220 is, is way too low. That, that to me, is the most egregious. Like, I mean, there's others that I would – I personally disagree with. You know, I have Cole Mullins higher, and you're higher on Anthony Knapp. You know, you have Anthony Knapp as a four-star. They have him as a three-star. I mean, so there's some things like that. I mean, I I, I don't know how Kedron Young fell out of their top 250. Like, that's one that yeah. I think is off. But he's still a four-star. Mikey, Mikey Gover was a little lower, too, right? Like, yes. something, I think he was. He wasn't, yeah. in, the, he wasn't in it at all. Oh, he wasn't, he wasn't in, he in wasn't the top in the 250 top at all. Okay. Yeah, and, 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 and again, it, the same person responsible for Bryce Young's ranking is the person responsible for Micah Gilbert's ranking. You know, so, but that person yep. also is responsible for Gerby Lambert's ranking. 
Sure. So and and Bodie Cahoon being a four star. I mean, so it again, nobody's perfect. Nobody's yeah. going to always get it right. And the person in charge of of Bryce's and Micah Gilbert's ranking, I have Mike as a top one hundred and fifty guy. I think you have him as a top hundred guy, don't you? Top one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Top one hundred and fifty. So we're on. A, you and I are on yep. the same page there. Yep. I don't see how in that area, in that region, he can have the production he had on both sides of the ball and not yep. be a top two hundred and fifty player at the very least. So there's yep. definitely something. But again, they have him as a four star, and they have the whole receiving core as a four star. And and so that there's a lot to like. So that, that there's no ranking is perfect. And people that I know and respect at rivals could look at my ranking and say, yeah, that guy should be higher or that guy's too high. You're always going to have those disagreements. But I think overall, they're very close to getting it right. I just think that the one that they got really egregiously wrong is the Bryce Young one. Like even Kedron Young, yeah. I have him as a top 100 player, but I can understand him being more in the 250-ish range. I, I do just the way that people look running backs. He'd probably be my second most egregious as far as him not being in the top 250. That's probably my number two. And then I'd probably put Micah Gilbert, my number three uh, of the ones that they got wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Micah Gilbert would probably be second on my list. I, I, I don't know how you looked at Micah Gilbert this year and said, Hey, you liked him beforehand. You saw that he got bigger, more explosive, a little faster. And he finally had a healthy and productive season. I mean, before this year, he had only had 400-something yards in a season was his career high. He had over 1,000 yards as a senior, double-digit touchdowns, also played safety and did a pretty good job at playing safety as well. So I just don't understand how you watch him. And then he went down to the U.S. Army game, like I said, and he was basically uncoverable all week. They just couldn't do anything with him. So I, I just... The people are missing it with Mike Gilbert a little bit, man. I think that he could be compared to where rankings are concerned. Like he could end up being one of the big surprises in the class overall, in my opinion. So I'm sure we'll talk about him in uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a early enrollee impact potentially yeah. and that type of thing. So L- yeah. let me ask you this question, Ryan. Do you think it's yep. the speed thing? Do you think that's what people do? Because I mean I he's got size, he's like got awful though. The perception yeah. of it though. You know what I mean? Like when he, cause he's kind of a smooth guy. He's not, I mean, he's not a burner. I just wonder if like maybe that, cause I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to figure like before this year, I could understand there's the production. Like this guy's talented, but he, he hasn't produced, you know, but like this year he did produce, you know, so either they're holding his pat, but here's the thing. If you say they're going to hold his past injuries against him, but like you had him in the top 250 a year ago. Right. So like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess it might be the long speed thing. I guess uh, I think it's a little bit underrated his long speed. I don't. I, I agree. I, I don't think he's I, a burner by any yeah. chance. But I think it's partly that, and I, I think some of these things are political. I'm not saying it's rivals, right? But like, Mike is not like a super media driven guy, right? Like he doesn't sure. talk to a ton of people. He doesn't go to do like a ton of camps and do all that type of stuff. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's part of it. I don't know for sure, but. It's it's weird regardless. <laughs> regardless of what the reason is, it is a very odd ranking. Very I just ranking. look, I like Breedell Richardson. You know that. I think we yep. both liked him coming out of high school. But I don't I don't know how you have him in the top two hundred and you don't have Micah Gilbert in the top two fifty. Also also if it's speed concerns for Micah Gilbert, what um is there no speed concerns for Breedell Richardson? I'm a little confused about that. Yeah. Mike, and Mike is inch and a half taller and yep. probably 20, 25 pounds heavier, right? And yep. And similar yeah. athletically. So, yeah, there's a lot to like with Micah Gilbert. So, overall, I think 
you know, Peter Jones being a four star, I think they're the only ones that had Peter's a four star as well. I believe they're the only service that had Leonard Moore's a four star. Uh, they had him at 227, which I think is yep. fair, Ryan. They dropped him as a senior because he didn't play a lot as a senior. I think that's fair. You know, like yep. they originally had him in round 150, 160, but, you know, they they, they kind of dropped. He didn't go to camps. They dropped him. He didn't sure. play a ton as a senior. They dropped him. But they still have him as a top 250 player. That's fair. I completely yep. get that. I You know, I'd have him a little higher. I'd like Leonard Moore a little bit more. But when, when, when I have a guy that's a top 150 guy and you rank him 227, I'm not beefing with you on that. Yeah. I'm I'm not that now. If I have a guy as a top fifty guy and you have him in around two twenty, that that to me is a big enough beef to say, hey, that, that I think you got that one wrong. But I think yep. they I think they nailed that one. Um, you know, they, they have they're I think they're higher on Aeneas Williams than anybody else as well. They had him as a one number. They have been for a long time. They've yes. been hiring him for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Now they've steadily dropped him. He was around like 105, 106 at one yep. point in time. Number, number one all purpose back or whatever. Yeah. It was. yeah. But I, I yep. think that's more about if you just look at the steady climb, his ranking among running backs hasn't changed really that much. It's mostly just D linemen going ahead of him, linebackers yep. going ahead of him, quarterbacks going ahead of him, receivers going ahead of him, stuff like that. And- And I mean, I think we've talked about it, but like Aeneas has kind of been a pretty advanced player for the last couple of years, yeah. right? Like he's just been, he's been who he is the last two years. And there's going to be some guys that figure it out when they're a senior and make mm-hmm. dramatic rises physically and have that type of also saw that he yeah. was listed at 207 pounds on the website, by the way. So that, uh, that's, interesting. yeah, I'm, that's I'm, I'm curious how accurate that is that that's yeah. going to be interesting to see. I'm looking at this now, Brian, they have Kedron. Or, I mean, they have um, Aeneas as the number. Uh, let me see here. Do they have? Oh, oh, they have eight. Let me see here. One. He's at one. Oh, they have APB. So it's he's in the top ten all, nationally. He's like eighth or ninth all over at running back, which okay. is pretty good. This is a pretty solid yeah. running back class. Like, I don't think there's okay. any stars in this running back class. Like, I haven't seen any guys. I'm like, oh, that's a five star. And, you know, it's just there's just a lot of good backs that there's not a ton of difference on. Yep. But to, so he, he's they have him as a top 10 back in this class when, you know, no, I think you say he's I believe he's number one all purpose. I think you are correct on that. Yep. But at least he, at least he was for a back. while. He's number two yep. now in the all purpose back behind okay. Nate Frazier, the kid going to Georgia. Oh, he's, he's pretty, pretty good, good man. Yeah, I saw him in San Antonio. Guy. He's a pretty yeah, good player. He's a very good <laughs> yeah. player. He got a he got a he got a touchdown pass down yeah. the sideline on like a wheel route in the All American Bowl. Yeah. That kick him go. Yeah, he had go. a good game in that. He had a good bowl game. I didn't see him during the week of practice, obviously, but he, he performed was very, yep. very shifty, very quick back. Yep. Um, so overall, Ryan rivals I thought was good. Um, two four yep. seven, I, I didn't have as strong of opinion on um yep. uh, or as favorable opinion as as what they do with their rankings, but it wasn't all bad either. Yeah. Well, r- real quick, again, the context for rivals, just so everybody knows as we kind of transition to 247, six players in the top in their top 100 rankings, which was the most since 2015, at least or at least since 2015. Who's, who's number six, Ryan? I got Kingston, um, Gearby, Cam, CJ Bronte. Who am I missing? I would have to go back and look. I didn't write the names down. I just wrote the numbers down. So Okay. Yep. So I, I had six players. I had four in the top 50 in 2024, six total in the top 100. And the, that was the most, the Notre Dame's ever had more than four in, since 2015 outside of this year. So rivals was very high on them for two, four, seven, despite us having a couple 
questions as far as where rankings are. Yeah. Notre Dame still finished with five players in the top 100 by two by two four seven sports in this ranking, which was the most since 2015. It was the most. There were a couple years. There was so 2020, 2021, and 2022 recruiting classes. Notre Dame each had four players in the top 100, but Notre Dame in 2024 had the t- had five. So we'll talk about our disagreements and th- and things that we love about this. But for the most part, Brian, I, again, I, I think that 247 tends to not be super high on Notre Dame classes in general. But I guess in theory, you could at least say they like the top of this class more than they have in recent years, right? Since 2015, at least. Some of their top rankings were kind of ridiculous, but look, they got they got some right. Like they've got Bryce and Kingston and CJ and as top fifty players. I think they're right on all those. You know, I, I have Cam as a I have CJ as a five star. I'm me having him in the top twenty five and them having him forty five. That's not something I'm arguing with anybody about. That's totally fair. I mean, you know, I, 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 I what I would say is if you want to keep him at forty five, that's fine. There's just some quarterbacks I'd maybe have ahead of him ahead of. Uh, but you know Kingston at number forty-two. That's right where I have him. Little bit lower than where you have him. I think you have him as a five-star. Correct. You have him as a top twenty-five guy. So not not a big difference there. Bryce is a little higher. Kind of you know, pat pans off. I Gearby at number eighty-eight and Cam at eighty-one. To me, those are those are both too low. Gearby, I actually am not going to argue too much with because I'd have Gearby higher as him as a top fifty guy. But I still understand there's some there's some development still needed. Whatever. So I mean, whatever. He's at yep. eighty-eight. Uh, but Cam falling, here's the one that doesn't make any sense to me. You had Cam Williams as a top 50 player going into the All-Star game. He practiced one day without pads on and somehow drops to 81. That makes no sense to me. None well, whatsoever to uh, me. I, I mean, we'll talk about the, I mean, we'll like, all right, so let's go with the All-American Bowl out in San Antonio. Cam Williams was there. Cam Williams played one practice on the first day where it was a torrential downpour, guys. I, I'm be, I'm like, honestly with you, it was a torrential downpour. I have pictures and videos of this. It was I asked awful. you if it was snowing because the raindrops were so awful. big and the videos you sent me, I'm like, is it snowing down there? There were no, there was no passing game on day one in that first practice. No quarterback could grip the football. Wide receivers were open, but the ball wouldn't get to them. It was just, there was no indication of Anything you can't get anything out of that practice and be like, yeah, that wide receiver is good. That corner's good. Like, got nothing out of it. The second practice, day two, had a two 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 practices that day. The first practice, Cam was cooking, was cooking, and then he got hurt during that practice, and he was sidelined the rest of the week. How can how can anyone? And Max Torres is in the chat, and he was there, Brian. He knows. Day one was miserable. Luckily, he was in the Alamo Dome, so he didn't have to be at the uh, at the West practice on the or the East practice on the first day, which was outdoors. But or West practice that was outdoors. It was awful, man. Like it was just not great. But day two, Cam gets hurt in that second practice, and he misses the rest of the week. How can you knock a player for basically not participating in the game all week? What are you justifying the ranking on? I, I I don't understand. Look, if Cam Williams went to San Antonio and because that's a two four seven sports thing, right? Like that's a two four seven sports thing. Is that event the All American Bowl in San Antonio? If you look at that and you say I put big sock in that game, he struggled all week. I'm gonna drop him a bunch of spots because I just didn't see it. He didn't look in person the way I thought he looked on film. Yada yada yada. If that's your baseline, then I would not say a word about it. But how can you make any decisions? 
or any analysis off of what you saw Cam Williams in San Antonio. We didn't see Cam Williams in San Antonio. We didn't see him. It was just, I just don't get that one, man. That one was. Well, and, and to your point, the little bit you did see him, you said he looked good. I mean, the, the first beginning second, of the second first, practice, the, the, yeah, second so, practice, he was cooking. Yep. He was cooking. There, there's just, there's no justification for it, Ryan. I mean, that's what it, so that's what it boils down to. It's just, I, I have no, I have no idea where it comes from. I mean, no idea where it comes from, but overall, just kind of looking through where rivals had guys or two, four, seven had guys. Uh, Bryce was the highest number 24. Kingston was at 42. CJ was at 45. Cam fell 33 spots to 81. Gearby Lambert checked in at number 88. They also had Keedron Young at 111. He fell yep. eight spots from the last time, which, again, is more of a just other guys are higher. It's not really dropping him. He was at 111. Uh, Bronte Johnson did fall 30 spots to 209. And then uh, Logan Thomas went up six spots to two, two, to two, number 211. So I thought Bronte dropping that much was, was too much for me. Kedron's fine at 111. I won't I won't push back for that on that one. That that one doesn't bother me at all. The the bigger issue with just my beef with 247 overall is not even the the like five guys in the top 100. It's pretty good, right? We can d- debate Cam should be higher and all, but he's still in the top yep. 100. Gearby should be higher, still in the top 100. You know, yep. Kedron's just outside the top 100. I got no beef with that. Logan at 221. I got no problem with that. They've got Micah Gilbert and Aeneas Williams and Logan Saldate as four stars outside of it. They only have 11. Here's my beef, Ryan. They only have 11 of Notre Dame's 23 commits ranked as four stars or higher. That's yeah. the, the even bigger beef that I have with 247. They have over half their class ranked as three-star recruits. So not only do they have fewer guys in their top rankings than anybody else, but it's only by two with rivals. The difference is Rivals has like what only five of the 23 guys ranked as three stars. Rivals has 12. Yep. They have Peter Jones as a three star. They have Jack Larson as a three star. They have Leonard Moore as a three star. They have Carson Hobbs as a three star. They have Bodie Cahoon as a three star. Anthony Knapp is a three star. You know, so I mean, there's some guys that you and I would kind of push back on a little bit and saying, I don't see how you have that guy that low. They have Bodie Cahoon as the third lowest ranked player in the entire class for Notre Dame. Yeah, and they have him as the twelfth player in the state of Virginia. So the sixty fifth linebacker in the country, sixty fifth. That is the the that's a great linebacker. Yes, exactly. I mean, you're talking, you know. So the whole thing, Ryan, to me is just there's that's the more egregious part of two four seven is yeah they got a couple couple guys right at the top. You know, you mean you can't make it too obvious. You know what I'm saying? And I'll just leave it at that. But some of these rankings, like you only have 11 of Notre Dame's 23 signees graded as four stars. That to me shows an overall devaluing of the class that you can argue it's intentional or not. I have my feelings because I know the person that runs the 247 rankings. I think he's, I'll just be nice. I have zero respect for what he thinks about football players. And I'll just leave it at that. And, um, but that that's the bigger issue for me, Ryan. Is just the overall lack of respect for this class. Is yeah. is you know, I mean, you beat SEC schools in Florida State to get Bodie Cahoon. You know, like Tennessee was pushing for him, Florida State was pushing for him. So you Miami. know, you look at yep. yeah, you look at the kids that 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 you know that that he's going against. You're yeah, that's you know Leonard Moore's a three star. You know he they have him as the seventy third best player in the state of Texas. They have Sean Savellano as the number sixty player in the state of Florida. 
It was on three that had Mikey Gilbert as like the seventy something in Texas last year, right? Wasn't that on three? He was, yeah, he was in the one hundreds. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. They have Jack Larson as the sixteenth best player in the state of North Carolina, the number thirty four tight end in the country. Uh, Peter Jones is the number forty one interior lineman in the country. Uh, They have Styles Prescott as the ninth best player in the state of Indiana. They have Teddy mm-hmm. Rizak as the ninth best player in the state of Nebraska. You and I don't have Teddy Rizak as a four-star player, but I have a hard time believing there's eight better players in the state of Nebraska than Teddy Rizak. I have a hard time with that one. You sure. know, um, so there's just like an overall, to me, devaluing of the class, in in my view. They have Anthony Knapp as the number fifty-eight offensive tackle in the country. I'm not as high on Anthony Knapp as other people, but I have a hard time believing there's fifty-seven players that I would rank there ahead of him. Uh, you know, it just, they have Cole Mullins and I know you're not as high on Cole. They have Cole Mullins as the number 99 player in the state of Georgia. Georgia puts out some talent though, man. 99th best player in the state of Georgia is nuts. Especially when you consider the production he had at one of the best schools in the state of Georgia as a junior. So, uh, I just think the issue that I have with 247, Ryan, is just more so an overall lack of respect for the class. And yep. and in recent years, especially as like Barton Simmons is not as involved and in, is is gone. Uh, other guys that I think have, you know, like I have my 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 disagreements with Steve Wolfong, but I think he when he was involved in rankings and he hasn't been recently. When he was, yep. from what I'm told, when he was involved with rankings, he had greater he would he would kind of push more for the Midwestern guys because the Midwestern guys tend to get overlooked outside of the state of Ohio. He sure. would kind of push yeah. for those, and you're seeing the Midwestern guys be devalued. You're seeing an obsession with like track times and other silly things like that, you know, boost guys in ways that they shouldn't. So there's a lot that I look at with this class, and I'm just like, this is just a really bad, in my opinion, a really bad ranking. In my yeah. opinion, it's like they're just they're just off on. I mean, they get some right, great, but you know, the yep. standard isn't like, hey, did you get them all wrong? You know, they they got a lot of them wrong in my. There's just a, a, an incredible devaluing of this Notre Dame recruiting class, and and you can see it in their rankings too, Ryan. I mean, if you look at the two four seven rankings, and I'm just going to go to the team rankings, not their composite rankings, but if you go look at where they have Notre Dame, they have Notre Dame like tenth in in the country in this class. Eleven guys were four or five stars, twelve were three stars. So. um uh, yeah, I just I have a I have a bit of an issue with their overall ranking of this Notre Dame class. Very yep. much a, a an issue with how they have it ranked. What are your thoughts on it, Ryan? I would like to uh and I think an off-season thing that I would like to do one year and it's not going to happen because I don't know if people would be open to this, but I would like to sit down with the evaluators for all four of the major pro platforms and just talk to them about everything. Like not not to push back, not to have a like a a, a aggressive conversation like i just genuinely would like to hear the process you know what i mean of like how you got to that number like were you a numerical grading scale are you just subjective in your evaluations how do you come up with these personal rankings what is your system to rank like there's a lot of things that i think i really really like to come up for but i mean yeah overall it's there's several of them i just don't agree with i mean (laughs) bodie cahoon is is not a three-star player not the number 65th linebacker in the country, whatever the heck you said. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. I don't understand how you, because I can imagine, I need to actually go back and look what his ranking was, but like, what was his ranking before his senior year started? And you're going to tell me a kid that had over 200 tackles in a season 
doesn't jump up the rankings. Like I, it almost sure. seems like some guys just fall through the cracks and maybe they don't get evaluated really. And they just got to get that's thrown a, off the side. hundred percent. A hundred percent, Ryan. I mean, that, that, that I think there's a lot to that. Now, do we know this for a fact? No, we don't know this for a fact because we're not in that room. But I don't see how, like you said, I think you nailed it. How do you how do you not adjust him at all based on right. what he did as a senior? Yeah. Like, how does his ranking not change at all? And, yeah. I, you know, I just, I don't get it. Like, because uh, I'm, I'm uh, going back and looking at his ranking. His ranking has not changed since i mean just march of 2023 his his grade 88 88 88 88 88 88 it just it hasn't changed at all so they basically just plugged an 88 grade on him which is pretty low and just haven't moved it at all and how, how does like, it not, i mean like again rankings so the the rankings thing doesn't tell the full story because some years are loaded some years are not some years are in between right but if you're telling me that he did his grade didn't improve it's great right because you know they get, get like 88 89 yeah his his 88 it's, grade did not change yeah. in the last year that, that's that's the evaluation versus the valuation conversation right the valuation is how he fits into a into a class like what the rankings are what the mm-hmm. list is and evaluation is talking about what the player is on paper, right? Like, who are they? Where are they grade out? What quality of football player are they? What is the upside, the potential, like that type of thing, right? So you can't look at him and say to me that Bodie Cahoon has been the same player as a senior that he was as a junior. That's asinine. It doesn't make any sense. If you believe that, then I disagree with you, first and foremost. But if that's what you believe, I can handle that a little bit more, Brian. But like when I see that, just full transparency, when I see that though, I question if someone actually graded him though, if it stayed that way. I really do question that. And that's it's a lack of work, right? Like you didn't put in the work to get to your final conclusion. I right. I can't I can't justify that. I can't agree with that. Even if you're gonna have him as a three star, move him up to an 89. I mean, show something <laughs> right. to your point. This this shows me is this is a kid that committed another name early. He's not gonna be a highly ranked guy. We're going to get no clicks off of it. He's from an area we don't really, you know, and he's commit, you know, we're, there's just no reason for us to to reevaluate him. He's not a highly ranked guy. He's not Chris Cole. There was no period where there was any kind of, you know, th- cons- for I me, mean, he picked Notre Dame one over the summer, but for a while there, it was kind of like, yeah, I mean, really going back to March, it was kind of like, yeah, this is Notre Dame's to lose. Right. And so uh, there was, the, it, uh, I'm trying to say this the right way, but I, I don't have any other way. There was nothing in it for them to reevaluate him properly. Yeah. In in my opinion, there, there just wasn't. And so, you know, I don't even know if they had anybody at the army all American bowl. I have no idea. No, no idea. But uh, you know, like you said, I mean, Tom Lemming, who's someone I do respect just raved about the kid to you. Yeah. Right. When you yep. talk to him and, and the production that he had, but he, it, it, just looking at the senior film, yep. I don't know how you don't move his grade at all it, yep. in the same area as chris cole they played each other this year they, they played the played same exact other. schools bodie cahoon's production in that area was significantly better than chris cole's who, who's an outstanding player you know i love chris oh, i love chris cole he's, he's love a top chris 100 cole. guy i mean easily so this isn't a knock on chris cole or saying bodie should be ahead of chris cole i don't have bodie ahead of chris cole but just his production alone in a region against the same competition that you know that chris cole played against should at the very least make you rethink and reevaluate this player Hey, and when they played against the same Salem, region, Bodie yeah. had a Bodie. Had, I mean, they lost, but Bodie played really well in that game. If I remember, Bodie had like eighteen or twenty tackles in that game, like three tackles for loss. The only 
reason they lost that football game was because they had a third string quarterback in because their top two were out and they threw like two pick sixes or something like that. Like offensively, they give it like 150 yards against Salem, who also had Peyton Lewis that's going to Tennessee at, t- at running back. Like, and Chris Cole plays offense for them as well. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't get it. Right. I mean, he is. Brian, I mean, again, production's not everything. There's projection to evaluation, obviously. But I'm talking about a six foot three, 215 plus pound kid that just yeah. averaged 18 tackles a game last year. Right. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Like, I, I and, just, and I don't 247 get it. has Peyton Lewis ranked as a top 200 player. I mean, so, yeah. so again, this is, this is not some kid that, that, that they don't know about. This is a guy that oh, they have viewed player. as a top, a top player. I'm actually curious what uh, his production was. Um, against patrick henry actually couldn't have been great yeah could not have been great i'm very curious to see what that was so yeah we'll uh um yeah just uh, it's a i mean we all know what i mean i know what i think it is ryan you know we've just we've discussed this you know i i think that there's a a clear to me i'll just, just come out and say it i think there's a clear bias at 247 against notre dame Right. I, that's just, that's my, that's my belief. And everything that they do to me just screams that that's the case. So, uh, but that, that was a pretty egregious one to me. Yeah. Like, I think Cam Williams dropping 38 spots is just stupid. They still have him as a top 100 player. It doesn't know? make any sense. It just doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's, al- it's almost like you're punishing him for not being able to play in the All Star game that you, yeah are part of the picking yeah. process for the selection process. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I, like, I like somebody in the chat just said just two, four, seven. And I'm like, honestly, yeah, I, I rivals used to have a bias against Notre Dame, but the guy that was the primary driver of that's not there anymore. I don't think rivals has an anti Notre. I mean, if, and if anything, when you look at over the last couple of years, I think rivals has been more favorable and more and more favorable to Notre Dame players in the last couple of years. In my opinion, I don't think Charles power has an anti Notre Dame bias at all. I mean, there's guys that that two that on three will have ranked way higher than anybody else. They have Anthony Knapp yeah. and Charles Prescott as top 200 players coming in. They haven't released their final rankings. Uh, they had Charles Jagasaw ranked way higher than anybody else did last year. I think they have a, a. I think Charles Power has an evaluation problem at certain positions. Like that's my issue with him. I think he doesn't evaluate quarterbacks very well. Is one example, but I think he has Kingston way too low. But you. That's not a Notre Dame bias. I think that's a that's a bad evaluation by Charles Power, in my opinion, because there's other players that that Notre Dame has a very favorable ranking for. I I, I don't think yeah. I just haven't noticed a, a bias against Notre Dame and on three as much as much I, as I see Charles Power just missing and just being yeah. just that's way off. Because you know it, I mean? like several, it, there's just like several players nationally that you just kind of disagree with. It's not right. just a Notre like, Dame. Brandon Innes barely in the top hundred last year. I thought Brandon Innes was a borderline top ten overall player. I just yeah. think Reese receiver is in a position where he tends to overrank offensive linemen. That that's his biases are 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 more of natural biases. Like I have, like we all have, we all have certain biases. And when you when you evaluate as much as we do, right? There's always things that you just tend to put more emphasis on than someone else does, and you have to yeah. you have to it's guard against that bias, right? Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you have to put up some kind of you know uh, guardrails against it. So I don't, I wouldn't argue, I actually would not say that on three has an anti Notre Dame bias. 
I, I mm. haven't picked up on that, Ryan. I don't know if you if you agree with me on that, but I yeah. I've never looked no, at like, oh, they're they're they so hate Notre Dame. I, I just think it's more of just I think they get certain things wrong, and we all do. Right? Josh Barajas is a top 25, 30 player coming out of high school. I never that guy couldn't even play at Illinois State. You know what I mean? Like we all get him wrong. I just I don't. Is that think where he ended up? Illinois yeah, State. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and Michael uh, Jones ended up there too. Yeah. I think right. Michael Jones right. ended up so, Illinois so State. So we all get stuff wrong, Ryan. It's just sometimes you can tell. Like there, it, it clearly tends to be a Notre Dame issue. And with two four seven, to me, in recent years, it didn't used to be this way. But with the new folks in charge, I. I uh, yeah, somebody said, you know, like with uh, like maybe he has a bias against CJ Carr, but I don't think it has anything to do with Notre Dame. I think he'd feel the same right. way about CJ Carr if CJ Carr would have picked Ohio State or Michigan or anybody else, right? So we all yeah. have those biases. I don't think there's a school bias for Notre Dame with on three or rivals. ESPN, I don't think that they have a an anti Notre Dame bias as much as they just have a pro South and a pro guys that play in their All Star game bias. Yeah, that's that's more of the the bias they have. I mean. Th- that would be the next closest to having a, an anti Notre Dame bias, just because they're a northern school. But sure. I, I think two four sevens is a little bit of a different story, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's a little bit of a different a different story for me. Well, folks, that's the rivals ranking. That's the two four seven ranking. We're going to get into early enrollee talk next. Talk about the fifteen players that Notre Dame has already set on campus and starting into the winter workouts before we get there if you could just please hit that like button for us folks make sure that you hit that subscribe button on youtube also hit that notification bell as well as you listen to us live on the channel if you're listening to us afterward on your favorite podcast platform five-star reviews are very much appreciated and we'll talk to you about some early enrollees next here on the irish breakdown podcast (laughs) 